Welcome, world. We are back. Yeah, we live. Episode thirty-eight of the Lookout Podcast. The 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 weirdly, uh, extremely quickly season finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, we're, oh, we're ready, guys, it's we're still talking about TN. We're still talking about TN. Listen, four four episodes. This is yeah. all that. This is all this season. I is. think that's enough because if we would if, imagine getting ten episodes about about TN, it would have been sick. Nah, if we if we had done every episode and made it yeah, into its own episode, people would have been, been, been like, "Nah, I'm, I'm checking out on it." But this is the it. fourth. This is the fourth final piece of it all. If you like it all, and if you haven't heard any, well, you're free to binge this entire season. Yeah, it's not going nowhere. Not we got we got a, we had a good talk with Rainy first mm-hmm. first episode of the season. That was fantastic. Yeah, um, people still listen to that. People still love that episode. Um, second second episode with Jamal. Shout out to Jamal, newest of R and C. Bang yeah. bang. Um, and then third episode, last episode, we talked about, you know, the semifinals and just had a great discussion on, on that. We had a great discussion on the potential of another movie, Dragon Ball Super mm-hmm. movie that might be dropping in a couple of years or so. Uh, and what, and what creative shit we come Blockbusters up only in terms of that. Um, so this episode we have, a, I mean, we thought the Dragon Ball news was dry Fortunately, E3 decided to provide us with enough sustenance so we can continue this damn podcast. Basically, yeah. <laughs> that, um, that helped a little bit. At E3, Dragon Ball Z, formerly known as the Dragon Ball Project, um, mm. a game that was revealed earlier this year. It looked pretty interesting. It looked pretty enticing, um, especially from the first few visuals. Um, E3, game. E3 revealed game is Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Showed us all the gameplay. Showed us all the action. Um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. What what are our first thoughts on this game? I don't like to be personally. I don't like to be put in a like in like a specific box. I'm I'm very like create your own fucking player. Mm. You know, like I wanted, I want that. I want a full because at first I thought that's kind of where it was headed before E3. Sure. Um, and I, I have read things that it was it could be potentially based off Goku and like not that I'm bored of Goku's story, but like. You know, how many times and how many ways can you retell this and right. make it fun? Because every time you buy a Budokai or a Raging Blast or whatever, like you, you nine times out of ten, you're going to go through like the Saiyan Saga and the Frieza Saga. You know what I'm saying? Not not that I'm like worn out by it, or but it's like it's kind of you feel free to be worn out by it, to be honest with you. No, I'm just saying it's a, it's a watered down concept. Like, you know, I'm pretty sure. You know, the people who are purchasing this game know about this show pretty extensive. Yeah. And that's kind of my thing. I would have preferred um, a, 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 a complete open world, you know, just create your own type of player. And I know they kind of do that with, with Xenoverse. I get it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. create a Majin or create a Saiyan or human or Frieza race, whatever. But it's still like, it's very you're still restricted in, in Xenoverse. And when, like I said, when I first saw this, I thought it was going to be massive. I thought it was going to be like a, like a, they were still going to retell parts of the story, but maybe you're going to have your own character or you can create your own Saiyan. But now you're probably going to be changing. You're going to be playing towards Goku. And I, I heard that the game probably is going to end after Frieza, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of, that even like, yeah, that's kind of even disappointing. Yeah, that's kind of even disappointing, <laughs> right? So I'm just like, ah, it's cool, whatever. Like, it looks good. I think they they look like they spent some more time on um, the actual atmosphere of the game, and it doesn't just look like regular Dragon Ball Z, 
you know, mountains and like, you know, like if you're going to be having, cause Xenoverse, it's very simple. When I first bought Xenoverse, I was frustrated that I couldn't make an Android. The Saiyan stuff is very like bougie shit. You know what I mean? Uh, 20 different hairs. They don't show, they don't tell you what it looks like when you, when you transform, you just wait for it. You know, it's like, I just need a little bit more in-depth stuff, but the game I'm sure, you know, people will purchase it. I don't think it's going to be like a blockbuster type of a game, but... It's not a game-changing game for me. No, yeah, it's not... Because it's not something they haven't done before. Yeah, this isn't making me (laughs) truly want to buy this game. To be honest with you, when I first um, eventually saw this entire game and I'm watching the gameplay of it because, I mean, I think at that E3, they kind of just like, okay, we're unrolling out this gameplay and we get to see you, you know, the first, you know, encounters with Raditz and the battle with Raditz and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, I was like, yo, this game should have been made like 15 years ago, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, I mean, it was. Like, I don't like, I'm just saying, like, they've been doing this shit, bro. Like, yeah. Retelling the story, adding a twist. You know, I mean, this is way more expansive than possibly any other thing. Like we're we're sure. in here, people out here, they're, they're flying, they're swimming underwater. There's many games. There's all these other extra shit in here. People uh, just want Dragon Ball Z online, and that's kind of period. Like that, just that they don't want that. Just they want the mass. You know how people complain about like the Pokemon stuff. It's like yeah. they want they want it to be open, massive, and do everything. If the, if this was a Pokemon game, a very open, and mean, and we're getting kind of close to that. We uh, are yeah. as we uh, with each passing game, we're getting yeah. incredibly. We, we discussed this. You and I discussed it. Incredibly more close to this, but if this has been a Pokemon game, I would have been like, oh shit. I mean, oh, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. even telling the story of Ash, I'm ready. I'm yeah, going. no, that would have been a map, but that's that's because we haven't got that. Before. Haven't yeah, we haven't had it. Like, but as far as telling Goku's story, it's like, come on, man. I mean, <laughs> we have been there, done that a million times. If you want to make it pretty and you want to make the game massive and add some cool DLC or whatever, and it because all the next game is probably just going to be you know fucking Dragon Ball Vegeta or what you know. And if yeah. that is where this is headed, then I'm yeah, I'm kind of not, I'm not interested. Very, very, um, I'd say disappointing from the original trailer. Yeah, underwhelming. There we go. That's a the original trailer made you think shit was about to oh like be a full great game. Even like, the name was kind of like oh project. Oh right, it makes you think like it's huh. loaded with no Z, no GT, no super. It's it's project, Just project, dude. everything, everything. What's going on here? Someone said this about Rihanna and Fenty. It's because she calls it Fenty that we don't get tired of Rihanna. Right. And it's because we have all these different characters in Pokemon that we don't get tired of Ash. Yeah, it just is what it is. He but, is he is not really the main attraction. But with the Dragon Ball, it's all the time. All the time. You're sick of it. You're sick of you're sick of the same thing. Like oh, I gotta face Raditz again. He's not Bro, even he was, is, he was harder in Budokai than he was in this game. Listen. Let's get into what we're talking about this week. And we are, you know, I would like to say we're transitioning from one finals to another. If you listen to last week's Friday episode of RSPN, you'd see that we have a new world champion in the Toronto Raptors. Mm -hmm. So shout out to them. Shout out to Canada, I guess. Um, (laughs) Yeah, shout shout out to Canada. (laughs) (laughs) And now we're transitioning to the world tournament finals because we have Tian Shinhan versus Goku. But before we do that, of course, you know what we got to do. We got to do last time on the lookout, my friend. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Last time (laughs) was the episode, what, 37? Yeah, last time, episode 37. We got to do last time on the lookout. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, all right. I'm getting. You know, you know, I know what's crazy. Real quick, before I get going, sure. The, uh, the whenever I saw, it's funny as you just said that. I thought about the fact that this man Clay tore his uh, ACL yesterday, mm-hmm. and then I thought about Yamcha getting his leg cracked. Don't say that. Clay is much more of a competent. Clay could have probably beat Yamcha in a fight, like. Clay is. I'm not trying to compare the two. I just Clay is much more durable. <laughs> you were saying one more final, one one final after another. It's like, yeah, you're right. It's like everybody's going down. That's how I felt. it felt. It felt like they were going up against the Saiyans, right? Like, yeah, yeah no, it no, it did. it did. Everyone's going down, and Curry's the only one that's left. It helps me get through it. Man. There's no one to save him. Um, all right, let's get it, man. Last time on lookout. Last time on, you, 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 you. I haven't got. I haven't got absolutely blitzed yet. That's okay. <laughs> Maybe it happens now. Um, right after, right? Let's get it. Let's get to last time last on the lookout. Last time on the lookout. Oh. Last time on the lookout. Um, second rounds. Uh, Jackie Chun versus Tien. They have some. They have some pretty cool fights. Jackie Chun ends up being a little hoe and quitting at the end. Kind of reminds me of Naruto versus Miriam, but that's a whole other story for another time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Goku versus Krillin have a great fight. I feel like Goku Loki is just acting like a, he just fighting his friends so he's enjoying it but he turns it up on him eventually ends up kicking his ass and moving on forward and getting to what we're talking about today which is episode 38 uh, you did it you did it it was kind of tough because i was we talked a lot last week but Mm -hmm. like you know what i kept going back to i kept going back to our two-hour conversation after the show (laughs) (laughs) like i was like i was like damn i was looking at like our our you know our uh, our call sheet for last week and i was like damn i might be able to actually get this done in 30 seconds <laughs> yeah, man, we only had two matches last time and this time we only have one match but it is i know one. but it i kept is- thinking about our conversation after the show i was like why were we talking for so long and then i remember yes we had some some bro talk but uh yeah welcome to episode 38 of the lookout Listen, we are at the finals of the Tien Shinan saga. Everything is sort of amping up in intensity and everything is amping up emotionally because there's so much on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's two schools that are on the line. Um, the Crane Hermit School, the, the the Turtle School. Fire name, by the way. I don't think I've said that yet. It, it, it's so much that's revolving around it. Tien is who has just been blindsided by Jackie Chun, a.k.a. Master Roshi, and quitting this match and really kind of, like, dropping... The, Master Roshi kind of did, like, this, like... Like, this mini, like, terrorist attack on his heart. Like... <laughs> oh, God. Don't even remind me, man. Man showed up, and it was just, like, you're not as... You're... He said... um he gave him a little, you know, a little duppy freestyle type of thing. It's like you're an approachable dude, my guy. Like you're not yeah, even. Yeah, that's literally what happened. <laughs> that's what happened. Like you're not, you know, you're not as tough as you think you are. You're an approachable dude. You're a cool guy, man. Like why are you trying to incite this hate and try to be something you're not? Just accept who you are and accept your fate. And next we have Goku. Mm-hmm. Goku, who this entire time, I mean, sort of the road he has traveled it through this. Um, not as taxing, quite mm-hmm. honestly. Probably way. <laughs> He's having a good time. He's having a good time. He's having yeah. a, a regular Goku time. As, as as fun as you, as much fun as you think he'd have. He's having way less dramatic. He almost gets kidnapped for a bit, but then finds his way back. Uh, oh, of course. Um, fights his friends. Has a great time fighting his friend. Beats his friend, of course. Um, just having a great time. Uh, 
Two worlds, though. I mean, at, at this point, though, it gets serious because they are trying to kill Goku. Yeah. Um, Goku also wants to win this tournament because last time he did not win the tournament in, in the last world tournament. So he really wants to come in and he really wants to do well and he really wants to be called the strongest fighter. But there's a man called Tien, Tien Shinhan, standing in his way. Interesting tidbit about this. Did you get the point where the announcer guy, by the way, announcer guy has no name? You talk, okay. Announcer guy, this is the same, this is the same man. No? This same man is, what do you mean? Like, this guy has been doing this shit, like. Forever. <laughs> I'm not tripping, right? He's in Paul, he's in Z, and he's in GT. He has seen it all. And he has no name. And are we going to get a world tournament in Super? Oh, okay. That's what I wanted. All right. We'll say okay, well, okay, okay, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Sorry. You, you just actually, him, him himself actually made me ask you that. So anyways, we'll get to it. That's the question I asked myself when I, same yesterday. So we're okay, okay, cool, cool. Good, good. Um, you know what? Let me write that in the notes. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> that was a good question for real. Oh my God. Okay. But still, interesting tidbit. They announced the average fight time for both. It says TN's oh, average fight time in the world tournament is 32.5 seconds. Oh my God. And Goku's average fight time in the world tournament is 35.7 seconds. And to me, as a person watching this, like, if I was in the crowd and I have these two fighters, the average fight time was less than (laughs) a minute, I would have been sick. I would have been been hot, dude. It don't even make sense. I mean, I know the, 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 what's his name? Poompot? Pompit? Mm. Pompit. I know the Pompit fight was incredibly quick. And then I also know the Yamcha fight was incredible incredibly quick well it's an average right yeah it's an average it's an average so, of both fights but yeah you know what I'm, I'm glad you said that because they never show that side right it's like in animes there's like they, when they when somebody's in a tournament and like there's somebody op and like the guy comes in and like knocks them out the ring and like the crowd's going nuts it's like y'all not mad right like, i know i know y'all came to see a good fight <sighs> Like they're always going crazy. I'm like, how much I would, did you spend on these tickets? I think the only thing, the only time the crowd got unruly was in Z during the ball during the Boo Saga, where they were like, "What happened? All our participants flew away for some reason." Look, man, Hunter Hunter, there was thirteen year old kids knocking people out in, in Heaven's Arena, and people were going wild. Matches were lasting two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn, man, y'all enjoy this? They love the bloodthirstiness of it all. Um, this fight, rather long. Um, uh, it's a, uh, it's it's by far the longest fight in this entire arc, by far. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's warranted, but I also think that I don't. I guess I don't want to say it was a little too long. Mm. Hmm. I, I I say that because in, in sort of analyzing this thing, I can separate this into three different acts of this fight, and there's. Pretty much the beginning act, which is kind of like all the show showing and gesturing and and, right. and and attacks and all this other stuff, and them both getting to know each other, which ends up being like pretty much how every Dragon Ball Z fight from here on out would be. It's like yeah. oh, I'm hiding my actual power level. Um, <laughs> this isn't my final form. And now the fight will actually begin. And then the second act, they get into little. You know, it takes a little bit of an aside, a little bit of interlude with a lot of talking going on. And then the third one is where it all ends up. But I want to talk about sort of the first act of this fight, because I want to say in the beginning, the first couple moments of the fight, the animation for this is incredible. They you can tell that they wanted to. And and is for me, I I was thinking shit. This whole episode about to be like this. Yeah, I thought no, nah. <laughs> no, they they, they break away from them. <laughs> they did a really good job. Like you would have thought this shit was like 
I was like, oh, this pay-per-view, man. Like, and, and once again, I just, I have to keep like, I have to give like the credit, the, the choreography, considering how old this show is. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff is, I like, they, there, there's fight scenes in Z that are absolutely trash. You yeah. know, like you can tell it was just meant to be quick and whatever, but like considering how old this is, and I know there's some people who don't, like they don't take ball serious or they haven't seen it because it is so old, but they do a very, like they, they've done a great job in this saga. I uh, think choreography standpoint, I think they do a great job at setting the tone beforehand mm-hmm. with all the, the Roshi and the Shen and, 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 and both of them are kind of like looking at each other and they're just like, mm, you yeah. better, you better, you know, yeah. Yeah. Roshi's like, Goku, you better watch out. Master Shen is like, you better kill him. Like, yeah. and, and they set up the atmosphere very well. So when this fight actually starts, they they kick it off with like, you know, move after move, counter after counter. You it remember looked- when Goku versus Cell started and how I anticipated it was? Mm-hmm. You know, remember, I remember when Goku instant transmission to even go see Cell, kind of yeah. like see how he was. And he, it's like, that's kind of how it is. it's like, yo. This is it. Get everybody. You want you want you want the audience inside the show to be as anticipated as you are. Right, one hundred percent. Like I, like we were saying, the beginning moments are just so incredible with the fight choreography and the animation for this, and it, it it's really worth listening. It's episode. It's I mean, really worth watching. Episode ninety seven. It's probably the last like three minutes of the episode. Yeah, but just the way the the blitz that they kind of start off of and then you know tn gets the upper hand very very quickly and then he just starts laying it into goku it's to me incredible just watching those those machine gun punches into the wall and goku gets hit hard like hard and there and it keeps going and it keeps going he keeps getting hit hard and everyone is shocked for the first time because this yeah. is the first time they've seen goku manhandled in this well, kind of way and also, <clears throat> excuse me, it's almost like they wanted us like they wanted us to see how even this final is. Right. You know, they, they did a good job making us believe some of the previous fights were even mm-hmm. and they weren't right. in the end. Yeah. But this one is like, no, this is what you guys have been waiting for. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're legitimately a match for one another. And Tiana is in the beginning quickly want to establish himself like yo i'm that guy to be real with you i'm that guy and he he knocks goku for a loop but i also feel like this is goku's mo yeah i, I mean feel like this has been his mo for a long time and it continues to be his mo for pretty much the rest even of now, yeah i'd say even now it's like let me get roughed up a little bit let me let it let me make him think that he got something and then i'm gonna turn up on him it's that saying shit. It's it's basic saying stuff. It's like the most basic, basic of saying shit, which is we get stronger as we fight. What Doesn't he, matter if they're getting their ass beat, they're gonna be they're gonna come back harder. He introduces this term called battle strength. Mm-hmm. Or battle or it's it was was it battle strength? I th- is it battle power, tournament power? It's it's some something that I feel like they wanted to incorporate that kind of like it's a little precursor for things that happen, actually. Like yeah. it's a little, he says pretty much like, I have to use a certain strength so I won't <clears> have to <throat> hurt anybody um in this tournament. So it kind of it kind of actually lines up to everything that he's going with, especially with you know his match against Pomput and then how he kind of ended Krillin. Um he held back. And then when it came for the time, 
then he hits with that one really striking blow and it's all over. Right. Um, Goku establishes at this point, it's like, hey, listen, I got this little battle strength um, going for me right now. Now I'm really about to turn up. And, and it's kind of, it's, it's a nice little precursor to kind of most things that have happened, except it doesn't involve a lot of charging or powering up or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a pre, it's, it's a very pre. It's like a prototype. Yeah, it's a prototype for what we, what we eventually end up getting. He has the, and then it just kind of, then we see Goku kind of get the upper hand and things. And we see, I mean, the solar flare comes towards him. He he manages to evade that. Um, Evade the solar flare. Sunglasses. It's goat shit, man. Crazy. Um, What are you, what are your first, what are your thoughts on this kind of like, this beginning sort of, uh, these beginning stages of this and just going forward? If I would have seen it originally, like as a whatever, for the first time before Z, I probably wouldn't have cared for it too much. Hmm. Um, but it's, just, it's an appreciation thing, though. You know, like after watching Z and knowing what the show is, it's it's almost like I was meant to see Ball after Z. Yeah. Um, for me, for me, because. No, I agree. Because. I I understand it, it just shows me where everything came from. You know, if I saw it as the for the first time ever, I think I still would have like been like this is cool, but like it wouldn't have touched me how it has, you know, how I when I when I watched it this past time. To me the 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 intensity and the urgency of Dragon Ball and these fights far exceed how it ends up for Z because I mean, we talked about this earlier and we talked about this a couple episodes of Rainy. It's just like, but with Z, everything is so like theatrical in a sense where there are like these power levels and you see the, the, the lights and then everything, all these type of distractions and thing take away from the actual fight itself where Dragon Ball has none of that. It actually is all full on the fight itself. So watching them kind of like up close and like Goku's like pushing him towards the edge of the ring with his punches. Yeah. And, yeah. and then Tien is like, uh, he's got like a sweat above his brow and he's like, damn, like I, I gotta, you know, I gotta do something. And he thinks quickly on his feet and he manages to evade it. All of this is like incredible to me because it's, it's really a creative way to sort of build this entire fight. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. makes it a little bit more entertaining. And actually, you know, man, this stands alone when it comes to Z itself. Like it stands so far apart from Z. It's because, it, yeah, it, because what, what's on the line is so pure mm-hmm. and it's so simple. You know, it's, it's, it's just, there's not 10 of your favorite characters' lives are on the line. It's not, it's not, you know, the world is about to explode. It, it's, it's, it's much more simple than that. Um, there's not a lot of like shenanigans. You need, you need shenanigans nowadays writing these shows, but like, yeah. this is so pure and simple and calm and the stakes are the stakes is exactly what Randy was talking about. Like when, when the stakes are different and you got like all these, uh, crazy things on the line and it's emotional i don't necessarily this wasn't like necessarily like you know this isn't sad or or happy for that much it's just action right it's 100 percent action and i think they did a lot of cool creative things in here that kind of separate this from things that we've seen before and things that we see after this because it, to me <clears throat> we we championed this arc because it brought a lot of modern things that we now 
you know, kind of expect in Dragon Ball and maybe even in the rest of anime moving yeah. forward, to be honest with you, because it brings this kind of a, you know, it, it, it adds, it's adds these new techniques, which turned this from, turned this entire arc from just a, well, actually turned this entire series, the Dragon Ball series from just one about martial arts to now it's like, okay, now they have like powers and things right. like that. And now we're utilizing them in a different way. And that's kind of what Tien, Tien is really one of the pioneers for us because he's, he's one of them who plays with, you know, the solar flare. I mean, we see it after the four witches. Um, we see it after with just the tri beam and everything that happened. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Takes it to the next level. Um, we got to talk about that, that, that man, look later on. Look, man, the tri beam, bro. And the, we're taking it to the next level, man. Um, second act, things get. It, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of variables going into the second act because some wild shit happened. The second act is some wild shit. The second act truly. The second act involves a lot of interference by <laughs> just the Crane Hermit School and even you know the Turtle oh, no, man. Point. Um, it's it's Goku. They see essentially Goku is par on par with Tien, mm-hmm. and just as the friends of Goku, I'm talking about Boma, I'm talking about Puar, Oolong, and Yamcha are kind of watching and they're seeing Goku kind of being taken to task for the first time. It's the same on the other side with Tzu and Master Shen because they're finally seeing that Tien is also finding someone who's kind of worth as equal. Right. But because of the stakes that are on the line in terms of just like, listen, you killed my brother, you have to die. They're not willing to allow Goku to walk out or, or refuse to allow him to walk out of this fight without him being killed. So now sort of chicanery comes into play. Right. Um, Chaozu begins using his powers to paralyze Goku, and Tien starts getting the upper hand. Um, an interesting kind of way to go about things. Um, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on this? It's cheating, man. <laughs> That's my thoughts, man. It's uh, interference. It's manager interference, man. It's it's in, it's interesting. I, I like that they're incorporating Chaozu into. Yeah, the- I all, I mean, I don't I don't mind it for the sake of the story. It's yeah. a, I like it because now we're kind of seeing like. There's not we don't really get to see Chaozu in any other light after this. And we don't get to see how much of a factor Chaozu is dying. and how much his powers are actually scary. I mean, we saw it in the last round or or two rounds ago rather. <clears throat> um but we don't really get the full brunt of it. But now that we see him, I mean, he continues through this arc using a second. It's power. legit. It's legit. It's legit. And it, it it makes me wonder why they haven't used it again. <laughs> it's prob I I feel like the power itself maybe i don't know i feel like you try to take over freezes you know it's <laughs> like the main psychic type in the game right like it's like you're you're cooked like he's gonna cook you like for just trying to do something like that i don't know i feel like the chelsea power is cool but there's a way that you can make it not look as op later on in the show like it's just he's not powerful himself plus right. the way that they do moves it's like the move is only as strong as as the the character and there's only a few slight few slight things that are different like some moves are just so op no matter what it is you know mm-hmm. we we've talked about the containment wave and shit even tribeam for that matter we see how good tribeam is even from the comparison of tn's power to cell right uh so there are some moves obviously that are like completely good no matter what but most moves are distinct with their character 
Goku looks almost KO'd to this point, and then Tien's kind of wondering, like, why is this fight so easy? It's it's ridiculous how easy this fight is. There's no reason why I shouldn't be killing him right now, right. or that I am killing him right now. And he begins to realize that, that Tien has something to do with it after Goku says, like, man, you're cheating. Like, fuck this. Like, <laughs> right. You know, you're an asshole. Like, or, 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 or he got tired of shit. He got tired of shit. Because every time he'd throw him out in offense, he would be paralyzed, you know. It ended up coming down to Tien kind of realizing this and then telling Chao and Master Shen to stop, which he found, you know, insubordination. Right. And we begin to see the full demise of the Crane Hermit School, and we kind of begin to see Tien's overall internal struggle begin to bubble to the, you know, bubble to the surface. Um, His true story starts to unfold. Ultimately... <laughs> He don't care about that <laughs> feud. He's like, I really just want to win. Like, right. I want to fight Goku, and I want to beat him. He's such a good fighter. I want to beat him. I want to say that I've beaten him. Where Master Shen's like, nah, you got to kill him. Like, this fight is not about winning. This fight isn't about becoming world champion. This fight is about killing Goku at any cost. And Tien doesn't have the the... the Tien doesn't have it in him to sort of go against his master. I don't think that's part of his sort of discipline. Yeah, definitely. Even though Master Shen is, you know, he's yoked up Chao Tzu at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Chao Tzu out here, his feet hovering. Forgot he got psychic powers and everything. Um, great moment in coming. Master Roshi, interception Kamehameha. I love it. I mean, it is like... To me, that shit start like that starts the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when we see that later on in Z, it's different. Yeah, I, that's that. It doesn't happen often. No. Um, the the interception Kamehameha sends Master Shen off the island. Pretty much, he starts rock, he blasting off like Team Rocket at this point. Um, shout out Team Rocket. Shout out to Team Rocket. Um, and then I guess the real fight begins and Goku starts laying it in the TN, like laying to him bad. Like it's weird to see a kid beat up a grown man. Um, but it happened. Shit. But it happened. <laughs> um, happened again later on too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, right? Oh my God. But you know, that leads us to sort of act three in this entire thing, which ends up being round about the finale of it all. And without the distractions of, both of their schools getting involved. It ends up being this one-on-one fight between Tien and Goku. And they pull out some weird techniques, man. I mean, this four witches technique where Tien grows two other he arms. Needs to, he needs to, yo, I did. First of all, I honestly, I, that shit. You forgot about that shit. I forgot about that shit, bro. Because I don't even think they, they put that shit in the games. Like, but that shit's fire. Well, I mean, I like it, man. Ah, I like it. It's some it's some it's some hunter hunter shit. <laughs> oh yeah, that's why you like it. <laughs> that's why I like it. Yeah, it's some hunter hunter shit for sure. But it's weird. I mean it's, it is weird. It's definitely weird. It's, definitely it's weird, weird from an animation. But, but you know why it's weird? <laughs> you know why you know why it's it is it well it is weird from an animation standpoint, but it's weird for you because I think it's weird because again, we are much more familiar with Z. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, so to me, visually, it looks weird because there's arms coming out of his back, but he's fighting on its front. So it's kind of, I, 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 yeah, I know. It they just looks they weird. Weren't, they weren't thinking, they were like, four arms, buddy. <laughs> yeah, four arms. 
four arms. They were more like wings. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like now he has four arms and he's kind of utilizing them. But then I'm thinking, it's like, what is the true benefit <laughs> of four arms? I mean, I guess you would have more. They would have to evade more punches. But then I'm also like four arms. Like huh. they, they should have put them like underneath his ribs. Yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> Instead, really they were coming out his back like like wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I I don't mean I don't know. He should have grew wings to be honest with you. Should have grew wings. Should have grew wings. But he did he did hit Goku on the top of his head uh, with the with the extra with the extra joints. Yeah, I mean he 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 hit him real hard. But then it just got like four minutes later. It's now it's useless because Goku's just like. If you can do four, I can do eight. And then he just, like, fucks around with his arms like a kid would. Um, but then Goku gets the upper hand because now he begins to adapt to a man with four arms instead of... <laughs> yeah. Instead of two. It's really this kind of, like, Goku... Four witches, four witches technique. What a name. It's a, it's a cool name. It's a very cool name. It's a it's, very cool name. Um, Goku locks him into Boston Crab. Wow. You never, you never, you don't remember um, when that was my default, and uh, no, oh my, in God. RWC years ago, huh? No, I, I, I have the steel, I have the steel picture. That was my, that was my, my little default back in the day, man. Oh my God, Goku in the Goku again, a kid having a grown man in the Boston <laughs> Crab, and he's like, <laughs> it's actually, it's, it's really funny. It's like, yo, that's crazy, um. Shout out whoever wrote that. And then Tien uses his other arms to choke Goku. And I'm just yeah. like, that is impressive and creative and everything like that. Um, at this point, Tien begins to realize that there's no way to beat this kid. You keep punching him. I, I come up with four arms. He still stands. I throw a dote on Ray at him. He's still standing. I do anything and he won't go. So the only reason, only way to definitively end this match, which to me, he kind of, uh, I would say, it's a lot of, it's a really like extreme, mm-hmm. an extreme way to sort of uh, to handle this match. Um, but he decides, hey, I'm about to blow up the ring, <laughs> um, because if there's no ring. Whoever hits the ground first is going to lose, and I can fly. So, which they call sky dancing in the dub. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Um, sky dancing. Sky dancing. I heard it myself. Um, Tri-beam. The tri-beam. Are you bothered that it makes a square and not a triangle? Yeah, it pissed, me <laughs> pissed me off. I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad you didn't. I'm glad you didn't write in. Or did you write it? No, you didn't. No, I didn't write I'm it. glad you didn't because, yes. Yes, it actually it irritated me. It okay. irritates the hell problem. out of me. And it's and if you look at how I mean I don't I don't I don't get how don't it turns a square. I don't get it. They did it right later. Did they? I'm pretty sure. No, the cell, the cell one. Cell no, the cell one is still a square, bro. You're lying. You're it's lying. a square as he squares. You're gonna get, and he does multiple squares. Um, by the way, by the way, I had just tweeted that picture of um, <laughs> of Goku putting Tien in the Boston Crab, and uh, I had to. I just, you know, you know, young Johnny Johnny Barnes. 
He tweeted me. He said, "Got him in the walls of Kakarot." I think that's hilarious, <laughs> by the way. So, shout <laughs> to Johnny Barnes. Oh my god! Um, the tri beam is incredibly powerful. The tri yeah, it's a it's a, it's it's a big move. It, I'm still. I think it's still like controversial in terms of how powerful this move is. Well, because it, it basically. Well, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, because when how many times does he use it? He uses it. I don't think any time he uses it, it's been like uberly successful. It takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy, but there's also a period of time where he like uses it multiple times, and he's like, "I'm blind." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's beating Cell down like eleven times. Yeah, he he was hitting Cell that shit for it. What it seems, well, the show, the episode was like for at least twenty minutes an episode. Right. It's 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 of questionable strength. It's of questionable strength. Um. Let's see. He uses it. I'm trying to see the times that he used because I don't know when the next time we're going to talk about the tri beam. Just period. It's just no. It, yeah, this we, you guys may not hear this unless Goku decides he wants to start using it in Super. For um, they say so. According to Dragon Ball Wikia, we're going to learn this in King Piccolo Wars that they the 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 um the disciples of Master Muta Muai, Muta. <laughs> Mutaito used the tri beams against Piccolo's demon clan. Okay, um, really? Yeah, he's just using tri beams, firing tri beams. Um, Must be why they didn't last. He uses it against Goku in this tournament. Again, he uses it. Um, he uses it against Yamcha on the lookout against the Illusion Saiyans in the Pendulum Room. Okay, that's okay. what beginning to see. I wonder if that'll be in Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Um, Let's see. He uses it cell games, of course. Um, he uses the tri beam to destroy super super boost finger beam. Okay, okay, I remember that. Yeah, I do. I do. Um, That's when he thought he was about to save the fucking day again. <laughs> you thought I gotta uh, try something. Uses in Dragon Ball Super to destroy part of a cave in the Resurrection F movie. I don't remember that. But. I, I don't remember that. I, there's a lot of things I don't remember about Resurrection F. Yeah, I need to watch that again. Actually, do we? I I I, I personally I personally need to watch it again. Do <laughs> we? I mean, we might have to watch it. We'll see what happens. Um. Anyway, the tri beam is out here. It's super destructive. Apparently, it, it saps a lot of energy so much that Goku even says like. Goku even realizes, like, yo, his energy is tapped out because he used this tri-beam to sort of kill me, and now I'm going to go for... If he's going for the kill, I'm going for the kill. You, and, think, you think that was the moment Goku was like, man, that shit trash. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel, I feel like like he's never... He, like, think about it. He's he's done everybody else's shit. Like, he's he's tested out almost everybody else's moves, but he ain't messing around with that motherfucking tri-beam. He, he know from, from a young age, that shit's trash. I ain't even... I ain't trying he just to. avoided it. I mean... Which made it very anticlimactic because it's this major move, and yeah, it destroys the ring. He don't handles it. Wrong. I know, but he handles it. Though. He doesn't kill a soul, by the way. Like he, he, um, Tien has obviously got this thing perfected down because he legitimately just destroys the ring. Um, it's not meant to kill Goku, but it's meant to destroy the ring, which is weird. Right. Um, but now they're kind of just like floating in the air and falling in the air. And having a conversation while falling in the air. And Goku lines up the Kamehameha wave to propel himself to 
was it a punch or a headbutt to Tien? I guess it's whatever. He's he strikes Tien, and they both go falling crazy amount. Um, they both go falling. They both go falling. It's at this point. It's at this point. We're gonna see who a winner is. It looks like Tien is about to hit first. Wham! A car. <laughs> Violently. Violently. He struck the car. Barrels the shit out. I mean, it knocks him the fuck out. Not hard enough, but it like the glass breaking on the car was a nice touch. I'll say that. The immediately violent strike of uh, first of all, I like the shot of both of them like whatever that shot is where they're going over the country type of thing, and they're like right before Goku eventually gets hit by a car. Right, right. Um, and they're just like you know going through the entire city, et cetera, et cetera. It looks like Tien is really about to hit first. And then he narrowly hits the car, strikes the car. He narrowly misses the car. That's what I'll say. He narrowly misses the car, but Goku gets hit by the car immediately afterwards. Glass breaks. He's stricken. He falls oh. right to the ground, right before Tien. Seconds before Tien. Seconds. And Tien is the winner and new world champion. Do you uh, feel like this? So th- it was underwhelming to me. I think it, I, like a Toronto Raptors win, kind of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little. It's a little. It's a little. It's like how did that happen? Um, it's like you won, won, but like kind of because the man got hit by a car, and it's like the Raptors. You won, but like, also like cheated like <laughs> ten minutes ago. <laughs> but um, what was, rate the ending out of rate the ending. What What are your thoughts on the ending of this fight? It to me, I, it's a twist I, I that kind of is. comes out of nowhere. The twist, I feel like a twist could have been a better twist overall. Mm. I, I mean, it didn't have to be <laughs> cars. Uh, but, you know. It's the last thing you would expect. Yeah, yeah. But I, I just feel like, you know, they could have went and they could have did almost anything else and it still would have been okay. To me, this is like a kooky twist. It's like, what if they're both falling and Goku like gets a, hit by a car? It's like a, it's like a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10 ending. But I, over, overall, I the fight itself is entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of with you. Why not just use the tri beam to like finish it mm-hmm. instead of like try to destroy the you know destroy the the, the field? But we get our first beam battle: tri beam versus Kamehameha. Maybe first giant beam battle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess everything has its have, should should have its purpose. But the ending of this was underwhelming the ending is it plays out like okay we know goku's strong and the question is he could still be stronger than tn right but we'll never know because tn won this fight (laughs) because goku got hit by a car that's it (laughs) that's i mean so they play up the mystery of like they're these two strong beings and we'll never know who's actually the stronger guy or who actually is the better guy until about next tournament um because Goku gets hit by a car. And it's kind of like this weird twist of fate. And it's kind of like you can't really predict anything. Like anything can kind of happen in these types of things. I like it from the sense of like the, the anything can happen kind of thing. Because it legitimately comes out of nowhere. And I, the first time I saw it, I couldn't believe it. Right. Um, but I also thought it was like amusing. That how that ended up deciding the fight. Like there's certain things you can't predict. In, in fighting, you can't predict, like, what if something comes and hits you out of nowhere or something like I don't know. It's just weird. I thought it was... I, they could have done a lot of other things. That's all. You wanted, Did you want a more definitive ending? Yeah, I wanted there to be a true, 
Like, could you imagine if we got like some lopsided ending to you know the tournament super? Oh, the tournament of power. Yeah, it's like at least, at least, at least. Jaren gets hit by a giant rock. You know, I don't know. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> corny. Like it wasn't corny. Like this is just like okay. I okay. I guess. And then of course, well, the the rock breaks from under Jiren, and that's how he loses. Right. Like, but I'm saying, but to make it even, like, I don't want to say to make it worse, but like the post match stuff is like, it's interesting. They're like, oh man, what a great fight! Oh yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> all right, great, milk, milk. Come on, dog. Like, I'm just like, wait a minute. Voicing for these people is where's hilarious. The, where's the anger and like, where's like, I don't know, man. Oh man, you got hit by a car. What an amazing fight! <laughs> I would oh. be at the, I would be at the, at the booth getting my bread. Bro. Oh man, I was TN Hive all the way, like. Like <laughs> I would have been like, man, give me my money. Back. They're celebrating. It was like, oh man, what a kid, huh? And they're like, they're legitimately happy because of this fight. I yeah. mean, the people got what they wanted, I guess. Yeah, I, it doesn't make sense for me to for them to be happy, but they just saw a really great spectacle. To be honest, they really just saw a man with four arms fight this kid. Use witchcraft to do it. Yeah, it's one of the best fights they've ever seen. Um. One of the best fights we ever seen up to this point in Dragon Ball, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, I, I admit to that. And then the post-match stuff happens. And it's very it's very interesting post-match stuff because we had it's weird because this is a season finale of this season, but it ends on a cliffhanger, and we don't know when we'll return to it. Yeah. Um but the post-match of it all, there ends up being a little bit of a resolution because Tian eventually accepts, like, yo, I'm a good guy. Like I'm a good guy now. Like it's like Vegeta at the end of the Blue Saga. Yeah, it's like you're one of the good guys now. Like, and he he just accept he just accept it. Just accept it that he's a good guy now. He's like, damn. Tian's like, man, I was trash. <laughs> like he just realized how shit of a person he's been being. Yamcha apologizes to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> okay, okay. How does that happen? Yamcha is like, man. You're a pretty good fighter, man. I was like, that nigga broke your leg. <laughs> you, you're like, walking around. You're using be... the next arc because of him. You know that, right? Like, oh, you're right, man. You don't do shit the next arc because this man broke your leg. Like, uh, it's an interesting type of deal. Like, he invites him over to his house. It ends very. It ends very Dragon Ballish. Um, like they get back to basics. What do you think about the underlying sexual tension between Launch and uh, Tien? <laughs> I love launch, man. You like launch? This is a. I don't know when's the next time we'll talk about launch either. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? This time maybe we talk about launch. Do, yeah, do you like launch the character. Do you like what she brings to the Dragon Ball? Yeah, I like launch in general. First of all, the name is hard as fuck. That's fire. It is uh, a fire name. It's, 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 it's is she in any game ever? Uh, it's it's. I she could be. I, I'm personally, I'm not sure. Um, mm. but I always thought her design was fire too. Like just. I like, I like the way we gave launch some love during during um during the Fitz episode. No, did we talk about launch any? I maybe, maybe she she got kind of fly. She 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 does a thing. She yeah. does a thing. Yeah, I like I like I like I like the blue hair. Um, let's see, huh? I did not know. I forgot one hundred percent. Launch was in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. I forgot completely. 
Yeah, she in Z. she's in Z. She is 100% in Z. Multiple times. Yeah, I'm about to say, bro. She's been around, dude. But she is not... I, so, it makes me wonder why they decide not to, like, ever... She's, she's died? No, she didn't die. She's, she shows up pretty much... She shows up at the beginning. She mm-hmm. shows up during the Saiyan saga. And then she shows up at the end of the Majin Buu saga, which is pretty much the end, which is pretty much a fan service ass. Uh, so, so are we just expecting that... Are they, they just, are they just together on the low? I don't think so. I feel like we'd know. I feel like we yeah, know. I mean, I guess you're right. Uh, under under Tien's only relatives, Third Eye Clan and Launch as girlfriend. Oh, they list her as a as girlfriend. They do. They oh do. Oh my god. Okay. All right. But yeah, no. Launch is Launch is dope. I I love Launch is dope. I, I wish they brought her more over to the the Z, and they could have brought her back for it. They brought Peel off back for Super. She like was they, in GT too. She was in GT. Yeah, she was in GT as well. Fuck. When's the last time I watched GT? Oh, she shows up in a flashback. Meh. That don't count. Hey, man. She, they brought her on, man. They brought her on, man. Um, listen, bring Launch back. How about that? Can we do that? Are you... Are uh, you launch, think, launch, 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 launch may be back in Super. Launch may be back in Super. Are you I can see that. Yeah. I would, I would, I would, yeah, no, I'm, I'm okay with it, yeah. I would be perfectly fine with Launch. We need more female representation in the show. Um, I agree. I agree. Um, they all decide to go out to eat. Because everyone's good now. Um, <sighs> let's talk about this closing, this closing moment to this arc. D- do you remember the first time watching this? Like, do you remember the first time seeing this scene? I don't, dude. I don't. I you you want to know why? <laughs> you want to know why I remember seeing this scene? What happened? Because I feel like this was like the first time that like a death was like tastefully done. Like it it was so poignant. It was so deliberate. It was so... There was something spooky and eerie about this entire thing. Like, Goku being able to, like, sense something before it actually happened. Right, right, right. This, to me, is one of the most important scenes in all of Dragon Ball. It it changes the tone. It changes the tone completely. It changes the tone. It changes... It kind of changes, yeah. It cha- one, it definitely changes the tone of the series. Two, it changes everything moving forward. This is the first time a major character is dies in Dragon Ball. I think this. I don't know. This is the. This might be the first time anyone dies in Dragon Ball, right? If you if you have if you have not um, seen this, I advise everyone to pretty much YouTube Krillin dies in Dragon Ball, and. Actually, you might have to look up a few things because Krillin dies at pretty much every arc in the show. Um, but this one, to me, I don't know. This one is just, it's very heavy to me because they play it up. Go, Krillin's the jokester. Krillin's the most, like, inoffensive sort of character here. Like, you don't really feel anything. He's kind of like a slickster. And... It's at that point you, you haven't kind of, got emotionally attached to him yet. Nah, not really, not at all. Mm-hmm. But you know how much he means to the main character, right? So it matters. It matters, and even in this moment, they're all joking and laughing around. And Goku's like, "Ah, oh, I forgot my power pole in my, you know, I forgot what else he left." He's like, "Oh, my Dragon Ball! I forgot my Dragon Ball and my power pole." And Krillin's like, "I'll get it. No worries. Whatever. Like you've just been fighting this guy for like three hours." Um, right. 
I'll get it. No worries. Um, and it's just something. Just Goku watches him run away, and it's just something doesn't sit right with him. And it's weird because this is the first time this has ever happened in the series. Like you're like it goes dark. Yeah, this is, and and not even that. Like there's 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 never been a time where Goku has had a premonition about anything, but he has a premonition about this. And you kind of they kind of um sh- establish the real connection that Goku and Krillin have. Um, and this is kind of I feel like the moment they they're like established as like best friends, but Goku's like, wait, and then he's like. There's this pause where they're both looking back at each other, and Krillin's got like some grin on his face, and Goku's looking at him, and you kind of get to feel like something's why is this happening the way it's happening? The tone is incredibly different from everything else in the show. Um, and then Krillin runs off, and it's just, it's still shifting. And they're like, they're waiting for Krillin to come back so they can eat. And weirdly, Oolong is eating like some animal. It's gross. Um, <laughs> and then the glass shatters. Yeah. And Goku runs back and he just drops everything. And he's just like, yo, something is up. Something is fucking wrong. Like something, like, have you ever felt that? In, uh, ha- you personally, have you ever experienced that life where you've like, you felt like something is wrong. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And it that intuition. It's a human. It's a human. It, it can't even be classified as a feeling because it is intuition in a sense. But it's something that you feel, which is weird. Um, yeah, you can't necessarily describe it. It's like it's like like even with deja vu. It's like yeah, you can't, you can't explain it. It's just like it just happens, and you just move on from it. He runs all the way back to the stadium. Runs all the way back. And he sees that Krillin is out on the ground. And announcer guy was like, the monster, it came through the window. (laughs) That's pretty good. It it took the Dragon Ball and it left this note. And, And Krillin is like, he picks up Krillin's head. Yes, bro. And it's just the whole tone. Man. It's just his eyes and he's just lifeless. And it's so weird because this is a kid show. <laughs> <laughs> Everything changes like at this moment, bro. It's like serious. Goku's like crying. It's like it's so and it's it sucks because we don't know when we're gonna come back to this shit. <laughs> like yeah. but Krillin's dead. Krillin has been killed. Krillin, the, the first main character in this arc is gone. In this series is gone. And normally in any other circumstances in Dragon Ball Z, death is not, death is whatever. Death is, it is what it is. But just the way this was done and the significance it ends up having and how it changes Goku and how it changes the series and how it changes everyone moving forward. It's crazy. It's like, for me, it's one of those things, like, I guess because Dragon Balls, we weren't, I mean, they're still, 
we've seen people get brought back with Dragon Balls mm-hmm. because of Z. Yeah, but this this death is like, oh, he's gone. <laughs> I mean, well, so we've seen it, we've seen it in, uh, we've seen it in Dragon Ball too. Like they bring back what's his face's dad, um, the little Native American kid. Um, oh, I forgot. Yeah, his name. you're um, you're right. You're right. They bring back his dad. They bring back his dad from the dead. But this is just like shaking on a whole new level, man. Like this is this is some oh, crazy shit. This is this is some crazy shit. Like I legitimately I remember the first time watching this because I hadn't seen anything like this before. And it was weird because I've seen so many Dragon Ball Z fights before and I've seen people die in Dragon Ball Z. Hell, I've seen Krillin die in Dragon Ball Z. Like yeah. I've seen him die multiple times in Dragon Ball <laughs> Z. But it doesn't seem to hit hard like this one. And this is Do you think it's because I mean, just the manner of the show at that point. It's the most up to it. I think it's the most. I think it's because it's it's the manner of the show, but it's also like the most human type of reaction to it at all. It's not this guy destroys somebody. It's because the body isn't destroyed or anything. It's like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like it's a usually we get those kind of someone gets killed, they get blasted into a million pieces, and we never see from them again. Um until probably this probably isn't the most significant death until Vegeta's death. Um but I think the fact that it was just so there's like raw emotion to it and a human emotion and a human the way it was delivered was this like intuition and you kind of can relate to that as a person. I've legitimately I've had in like I've had things where I've like you ever seen you ever just like stood in some place and watched something because you feel like some someone is near or something is near. Yeah. I know that can be something. And it's just like, nah, something's something's off about this. That's kind of how Goku felt. And it's the most they've are they've created the most human part of this entire series, kind of just going through that because I don't know. It it was just done so well. I think it was done so well and I think it's a great after taking it to the next level with these fights, they find another way to take mm-hmm. it to another level. They kick off the next arc, which is the King Piccolo arc, which is one of the, also another great arc in Dragon Ball. Um from King Piccolo to Piccolo Jr. It's just it's one of my favorites. Um and they kick it off really, really well. And they kick it off with a bang. In, uh, yeah, I'm about to say if you're gonna bring in and get and, pre- and prepare a new storyline, introduce a character, introduce yes, this is, new strong this characters. This is how you do it. That it's not invite. It's like it's a threat, right? You know, like right. we just got done with the tournament, but this is a threat, a true oh. threat. And that is the end of Tian Shin Han Saga. It kind of ends on a sour note. Uh. But it ends on the most. It's it ends on the most interesting note possible, because there's no way anyone could have predicted that that would happen at the end of this. It's like it's legitimately a shocking ending. It's like oh, you think you know the ending? A true season finale. It's like it like if if Dragon Ball Super ended that way, like Android Seventeen wins, (laughs) and then like he gets blasted by Frieza through the chest. (laughs) I'd be like, oh shit! Didn't see that coming. That hurt. Yeah, that hurts me. Or like, or like, no, even better. 
Android 17 wins, they save the universe, and then, like, Goku blasts Beerus through the chest or some shit like that. <laughs> Goku kills somebody, like... Some shit like that. The, the, the go Frieza jumps up in the stands and, like, breaks Lord Zeno's neck or some shit like that. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> it's got me dark, man. Like I'm saying, dude, you talk about some real shit right now. <laughs> He's like, yo, I'm the Omni King now, bitch. <laughs> Oh my god. Frieza steals the Super Dragon Balls, wishes himself as the Omni King. Like, some shit. This is that type of... It's something you didn't see happen. I'm interested in how they promoted it, because I'm sure there was, like, some spoilers, but you, this would be the type of thing you leave out, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. Um, That's the end of the Tianjin on Saga. Thank you, guys. Man, I'm glad for we got tuning to- in. Yeah, I'm glad we got to do this, too. This would be... This is fun. Um... Lookout news. What are Lookout. we doing? What are we doing this summer? What are we doing? We're essentially not starting season six of the Lookout until fall. Right. We just have to. We have to prolong this podcast somehow. <laughs> if we did everything back to back to back, this podcast would have been over three months ago. Yeah, yeah. We. I mean, we still have some re- a, a lot of content. Uh, uh, some other things we can definitely go over and. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in Z, um, in Ball, uh, in GT. Uh, so, I mean, they're in Super for that matter. So, I mean, we'll, we'll you know, we sit back and, and get it together. But we got some more stuff coming. Season six, if you have not, first of all, if you didn't get your stickers, shame on you for shame. Um, but with that, we sent a great little note to everybody of things that people can expect. Actually, let me pull up this note. I legitimately wrote this off the cuff i wanted something that people could be excited about when they got these stickers because i was excited about these stickers because these stickers look incredible they are awesome shout out to shout out to crystal face who once again designed it these stickers are amazing i got into my kelly kapoor voice right now um let's see um where did i write this oh do I? Okay, I don't remember where I wrote it. Anyway, season six will be the Saiyan saga of Dragon Ball Z. That means all that cool shit that's in the video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to hear us talk about it. You're well. going to hear us talk about it, but it's going to be fun because I think this is the most iconic sort of arc. And it's the most, like, it's the first one of Z. Mm-hmm. It's the one that introduces all your favorite cool characters, i.e., Vegeta. Yep. Um, it's the one that takes everything you thought Dragon Ball would be to the next level. Um, and it's not starting till the fall. So it's like, but Mills, Jeff, what the fuck are you guys doing over the summer then? Well, like, what do you got us here for? We stay over an hour for this podcast. What are we doing? So we're doing summer at Kame House. And, yeah. And here's why yeah. I like dropping some tropical music or some shit in the background. Um, we're doing summer at Kame House and we're going to take a break from our normal programming and do some fun stuff. Um, stuff that you guys hear us kind of talk about on the sly here and there while we're actually doing the lookout. Um, you know, and we, we've been talking about doing something like this for a while, but we weren't sure how and when, but the time would definitely be perfect after this season. Um, we're both going to take a little break. Jeff's been doing RSP and all them <laughs> for his entire yeah. life. Uh, a few weeks. <laughs> a, long, a few weeks. <laughs> we're going to take a little break because we need, we need to charge our batteries. 
Um, yeah. Also, it's nice not doing two shows a week, so I'll just be down to one <laughs> show with the A show, which you can listen to on RNC Radio. Um, right. And then we'll come back. We're not sure what we're going to do first, but we're definitely going to plan out some things. Um, we're going to definitely, definitely have a Hunter Hunter episode mm-hmm. because Jeff loves it. Yeah. So, just, uh, I, I got to get that off 100%. We're going to do a My Hero Academia episode because I love it so. Um, it's like we get, we're we're both gonna have to sit through each other, gush um, about th- fanning out. Yeah, yeah like, <laughs> there's so many things that there's so many things I just want to say and like get off. Well, man, about maybe it. we'll have a we may, maybe we'll have guests too. Who knows, right? Yeah, it's whatever. It's whatever, man. I you know. Um, I, I went through. Ooh, actually, let me pull it up now. So, boom, boom, boom. Um, I don't know if you know this, Jeff. What's up? I did. Um, when I was gathering everyone's addresses to send it to, I asked people, um, what can we do to improve on this show? Um, oh, really? No, I didn't know that. And some people filled it out. Not everyone filled it out. To be honest, it wasn't really a prerequisite. It was like, what? it's it's legitimately like, it's, it's whatever. Yeah, just holler if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find this uh, this thing. Here we go. Shout out to Google Drive. Just it just does. It does what it does. It does what it does, dude. It does what it does. Um let's see. Okay. So um we got a we got a couple responses of it says please co- I said please comment on anything you'd like to hear on the lookout or anything that can be improved going in on year two. Um yeah. but an optional. Not everyone had to respond, but a majority of people responded. So thank you. Um nice, nice. It says first the first response was Dragon Ball. I think we got that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys are, are satisfied with that. We got that moment. out of the way. Um, second response was how garbage GT was. Should we do a GT episode? <laughs> I have no issue doing a GT episode, but I think that we're gonna find us. I'm gonna find myself probably defending GT more than killing it. But I hear you. Go ahead. I think we should plan a, a G. Not we're not going to talk about any arc in particular, but I think we can just talk about Dragon Ball GT in so general. Really. Yeah, yeah. We can just talk about how we feel about it and things like that. Um, yeah. um. Someone said, "Keep up the good work, fellows." Thank you. Um, Hopefully, we've been doing that. It's one other person says, "I think Super Eye Patch Wolf would be a fire guess." <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you got the call. <laughs> I don't know who Super Eye Patch Wolf. <laughs> about to say you got the call. Call him. Um, Super Eye Patch Wolf. Oh, might be a fair guess. Um, maybe I'll maybe I'll extend and see what happens there. We've extended to multiple guests and they have not responded. So, you know, yeah, it is what be, it is. Right? Um, another one says, "Keep up the great work, homies." Hopefully, we get a Dragon Ball talks in the future. Boom, boom, boom. Another says, "WrestleMania." Wow. Okay. Wrong podcast, okay. my guy, but you know, you're here. <laughs> thanks, um, thanks, buddy. Um, it says another one says, No improvements needed, just waiting for Super to return to give you guys more content to talk about. Maybe an episode yeah. discussing Moore's arc so far in the manga. And we did that. I didn't even read this, but we yeah. did it. <laughs> yeah, shouts that good. I'm glad. I hope that person got what they wanted. But By the way, uh, yeah, we hope Super 
It's coming be, back too soon. Be hope super returns as well. I'm reading all these for the first time. So all these that you're saying, I didn't actually follow them, but I'm glad that we did them anyway. Um, one says right. wouldn't change anything. Keep up the good work. Boom, boom, boom. Love that. Uh, one says more Dragon Ball movie reviews. So we're gonna add Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball movie. Uh, okay, definitely to our lineup. Um, it says great content. I'm a big fan of the show. You guys go really in depth with the stuff from Z and Super. Would love the occasional throwback to cover more Dragon Ball content. Um, okay, cool. Let's see. It says one says I was thinking I'd love to hear you guys dissect Yu Yu Hakusho. Um, <laughs> Also cover the Boo Saga. We covered the Boo Saga. You guys can look back at that. Yeah, you you guys can get that now. Yu Yu Hakusho. Is it something I should watch? (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, Yu Yu, same guy who did Hunter Hunter. It's, 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 I mean, Yu Yu is considered, you know, it's, it's godly. It's, it's top, it's a top tier anime. It's a, Uh, yeah. The Mount Rushmore esque of anime. Yeah, it's up there. It's up there. Okay. Um, more DB DBZ movie reviews. Nice. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm surprised people are you know really into the the movie reviews. I am as well. Um, because I haven't watched movies in a long time. But the movies are fun. Movies are fun. Yeah, um, one says longer episodes and show GT some oh love. I don't well, know how we'd get any longer episodes. Yeah, I, I was gonna say we can go longer on these episodes, uh, maybe. But I don't know. You guys may get a a little. A little tired. What was the other thing he said? Um, also, show show GT some love. Show GT some love. Yes, I I I've I think there are these like cult GT guys low key oh. out there that like actually enjoy specific things about GT because I think there are specific cool things. Kind of like you you said it last week, I believe. Like take take the cool stuff and just bring it back. Like you know what I mean? Like just bring it into make it canon. Yeah, just the cool stuff though. Um. Did you know there's a clip of Joel Embiid on the bench preparing for game one last year, and he's watching. Yeah. He's watching. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's watching GT. I, I'm, a, I'm aware. I'm aware. Yeah. I saw it on Twitter at that time. You think we got to invite him on the pod? <laughs> I mean, if we were to get him on the pod, that would be the biggest get that we've we've gotten probably but uh it wouldn't be the first nba player we've reached out to to do this podcast i'll tell you that this is true guys we we tried to get another nba player and i'm we probably we, we may try I mean, let's talk let's talk it was um it's my homeboy from sacramento kings uh um, De'Aaron fox De'Aaron fox we tried to get De'Aaron fox we got his information we got i'll tell you this i'll tell you guys can this far because this podcast is clearly yeah you, we can you can tell him. i'll tell him candidly so we got his people's information we got in contact with them they mm-hmm. asked if he was interested and they were essentially the response was like no he's not interested and right. but you know what fair enough this was during the summer we contacted him last summer um he was preparing for the season he had, and he had a great season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 yeah, exactly. He may not have been in the space to do it. It's cool. We're gonna right. ask again. He's improved tremendously since his first season. He's a, he's so he'd be a great player. Yeah, so, be a great player. I mean, he would just be a much better human being. If you guys want, if you guys want De'Aaron Fox on the show? Tweet him. Yeah, we should him, tweet him. Tell him to come on and see, and come tell tell him to come on the lookout. Please and tweet talk about Dragon Ball with us. He could, literally he could, whatever he wants to talk about. Please probably love Fox. Us, so. You could just holler at us le- legitimately. Everyone tweet him, please. Um, 
And the last one, last but not least, just says Frieza Saga. It <laughs> just says Frieza Saga, huh? See, you know, I think what people understand is in, a, in order for us to really properly do Frieza Saga, we got to go through Ginyu. And it's just like, Frieza Saga. I, I only, only want to do it right. I know it is long, but I only want to do it right. So, like, if we're gonna do it, we might as well like we're gonna do something sectioned off properly. We're gonna definitely, if we do Frieza Saga, we gotta present it in a way that's big because it's quite honestly the most recognizable one. and monumental one. arc in Dragon Ball history. Yeah, it's the one that I think that t- shapes Z. Yeah, it is. It's you know, a, like it's the one. It's the first time they travel into space. It is the first time we see Goku in multiple fights. Mm-hmm. It is the first time we see everybody else in multiple fights. Yeah. It's the first time we see a character change alliances and become Probably a Probably the biggest stakes. Biggest stakes ever. Um, Super Saiyan. Most evil villain of all time and most iconic villain of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Super Saiyan. Yeah. Some Gohan stuff. More, more big deaths. I, I don't mean, think people realize how yeah, long man. that arc is. Like you have they not know. gone back and watched that arc. It is long. It's long. It's long. It's longer right. than Boo, and we had a problem. With how long? Boo. How long? How long did Freeze? How long did the, the Freezer's saga run? Let me see. I'll in tell America? you. I'll tell like, you. What was the What was the month span? I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Freezer saga. I feel like it had to be a whole school year. Longer than that, if not longer. I was about to say, if not longer. longer than that. Frieza Saga started. Um, actually, no, not Frieza Saga because it starts on Namek, so we got to go back further. Yeah, yeah. Frieza Saga. Oh God, it started. The first time it was aired mm-hmm. on English television was in 1997. Okay, so I was eight. Um, it was around the same time Pokemon debut. I was. I think I was seven. We both were seven. You were in eight. <laughs> I was eight. 1997? I was eight. All right. <laughs> I was seven. Um, <laughs> we're two weeks apart. I was seven. Um, it doesn't end until November 3rd, 1999. So over two years. Yeah, over two years. Over yeah, two so years. We, yeah, we were still... See... I obviously I wasn't watching Dragon Ball at that very point. Um, it spans from sixty sixty seven episodes, which is the longest thing that we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it would it would be it would be massive. It'd be massive. But if people are interested, I want to I want to go through the specs. I want to go through Ginyu if that's what we have to do. Oh yeah, no, no, no. we definitely would have to. If you're gonna do it 100, percent we gotta go all the way. But so. I think we've pretty much covered everything in Dragon Ball Z, and by the time we do, you know, um, season six, we'll have covered all arcs except for the Freezer arc. But I think we set it up with a lot of context for things because a lot of this is going to be talking a lot about um, villains, Freezer. All these mm-hmm. other things. Frieza Saga is pretty much the best saga to do at the end. Like, yeah, definitely. And then yeah. from there on out, we'll have some more super stuff. We'll have entire GT to go through. Mm-hmm. We'll have Dragon Ball. We still have a See, lot of Dragon Ball. Once Super comes back, I mean, you know, 
we're going to be, we'll, we'll be in action for everybody. You know, we'll make sure that we're intact. I know that you and I have been reading the manga. So we, we kind of, we're going to know kind of how things are going to be operating from the animation standpoint, at least a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but to see it, you know, animated will, it'll be, it'll be dope. Cause I, I think that they're going to do a pretty good job bringing super back into like its true form. Right. Um, thank all of you guys for not only, you know, just listening, continuing to submit all these, everyone who got a sticker. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. That's awesome. Those comments. I knew, I didn't, I didn't know about that, but like that made me a little emotional. So, uh, I know from me that shit is dope. And mm-hmm. the feedback is awesome, so we love it. I know I love the tweets when you when they when even for somebody I, I don't know or even if it's the people I do know that shit is incredible. It makes me feel good about myself. I know Mills appreciates the shit, so yeah, man. I I'm I'm I more more. We'll be uh, back for sure. We'll be back. Um, this has been episode thirty eight of the Lookout. Next time you you next time you listen to us, we'll be chilling. We've our feet kicked up. We'll be at Kame House discussing yeah. some very cool stuff. So look out for that starting in July, um, sometime in July. We'll definitely, you'll definitely know when we when we figure out a date, and we'll yeah. we'll we'll come through with the entire lineup so you guys can prepare and you can guys can learn and you guys can, you know, take the ride with us. But until then, stay ready, stay tuned, stay prepared. It's the lookout. We out.